because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I want to do horror stuff with my friend. Shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. We're doing it live here in beautiful Silver Lake, California. I, uh, we got a, an amazing show. I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, how are things? What? <laughs> right, good intro, good start. We got, a, uh, we got a big show for you tonight. Uh, let's see here. A couple sponsors I want to get out of the way. Well, not get out of the way. I want to celebrate our sponsors. First, the football season has started. Make sure you log on to winthetrophy.com. Enter STG when you go there. Winthetrophy.com, essentially, it's basically Farmville for gambling. You log on there. You got your online credits. You can uh, bet on games. It's legal. It's free. It doesn't cost any money. But the catch is if you win a ton of credits, you can actually cash them out for real cash down the line. So uh, check that out. It's a lot of fun. And... My uh, CD is now available on iTunes, Sean Green, The Whiskey Dick. It was uh, featured in iTunes Comedy, so you can go check that out. How are things, Logan? How you been doing, man? They're great. Uh, by the way, speaking of your CD, I noticed it was on New and Noteworthy today. On New page. and Noteworthy, yep. It's kicking ass on the front page. Moving. Things are... Uh, moving some product. Exactly. <laughs> moving some units. Uh, taking care of business. And also started up a sports gambling podcast with my buddy Ryan, where we go through, we pick all the games... Against the spread, that's uh, with the line there, the gambling line. So uh, check that out on Shanti Green if you'd like. And I'd like to welcome on our guest on the program, Gerard Carmichael, stand-up comedian. Gerard, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. you uh, coming on, man. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Hey, can I say can I say that I like your theme, uh, the theme music for this? Oh, song? sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, we allow compliments on this podcast. It, it's just like because it's my, it's 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 uh, aggressive, triumphant hip hop. There you go. It's and my it's, favorite. Uh, it's my it's favorite from, genre. And it's from a uh, white guy by the name of Wax. He's really, a, yeah. He's a uh, he's a big thing on the internet, and he's kind of blowing up. He just recently got signed at Def Jam. Oh, good for Wax. Yeah, man. It's good, and he makes aggressive, triumphant hip hop. That's you what I like. It, like yeah, it's all about, the, it's all the, about like, positivity. Yeah, yeah, we can overcome anything type <laughs> hip hop. I love that. That's my favorite. White kids from the suburbs. We can overcome. He, he overcame a lot. He overcame a lot. It was. Do you know how difficult it was to tell your parents you're not going to go to college? Yeah, you got to exactly. turn down that scholarship. I'm not, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to pursue trade school. I'm yeah, just gonna I'm not going to pursue the arts. I'm going I'm I'm to be a rapper. I'm going to live here for a few more years, and then I'm going to be a rapper. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about that, and he was I because he's been on the show. He's, mm-hmm. he's a friend of the show. He's, a, he's kind enough to let me uh, use his music there. Oh, nice. And uh, I asked him stuff like that before, like, hey, what'd your parents think? Mm-hmm. And he was always just like, oh, they were supportive, but also just kind of like, eh, you, okay, you want to be a rapper. Like, yeah. it's hard enough to sell your parents as a comedian. Yeah. But at least they can see, like, oh, okay. A rapper. I've, I've seen that before. I can kind of know that. Right. I mean, a white rapper, it's like, well, you're not Eminem. What are you going <laughs> to do? What are you going to do? It's like, oh, man, he's going to defy the odds, man. He's going <laughs> like to, yeah. Vanilla Ice. 
We have Eminem. There's the. It's full. There's no more room. Are you in it? Yeah. Go ahead. We want to support you, but yeah, exactly. Obviously, this is probably gonna fail. Right. This, this is probably gonna. The, we're speaking for Wax's parents, by the way. That's what I love. It's like you're probably. Yeah. Wax is gonna. Wax is. Yeah. Wax not only beat those odds, he made a triumphant, aggressive hip hop song about. Yeah, he's got a. Um, he's actually got a show this Saturday night at the Trocadero. I'm gonna be checking oh, it out. My brother's in town, and yeah, he's. He's. I really enjoy his stuff because it's not only it's hip hop, but he's also, you know, also plays guitar. Like he's. Oh wow! Really, and he'll do like comedy he's skits. Got a great band called Dad Ass. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> wax wow. and dad ass. So uh, wax yeah, he puts on a good live show. Looking to check that out. So now we talked about Wax telling his uh, parents that he wanted to pursue hip hop. Well, mm-hmm. How did your parents react when oh, man, you told them you wanted to pursue comedy? That's a beautiful segue. First of all, yeah, I would man. like to in the, in the spirit in the spirit of compliments. That was a beautiful. That was a beautiful thing. Uh, how did I tell my parents, or how did they react? Yeah. Um, they reacted uh, much, much like Wax's parents because they hadn't seen, they hadn't seen it. Yeah. You know, like, it's like it was so. You know, like I'm gonna be a comic. It's like okay. Right. Like really? You yeah. Know, like, and because yeah. you're not, you're not there with the finished product. You just yeah. This. It's not like I could walk yeah, I, in I, with I, this, this, you know, my stand-up CD, which is available on iTunes, and give it to my parents and go, "Hey, this yeah. is a comedian now." No. Yeah. yeah. Years oh, that was a beautiful plug. Too man, I'm just yeah. in comedy. Everything, hey, I, but you, I didn't even have a started product, right? right. Like, so it's like, yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. Because the first thing is just planting the seed, and you're like, one day this is going to be an oak tree. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, like, it's beautiful. All right, whatever. So yeah, you grew up in, um, you grew up in North Carolina. North Carolina, man. Okay. Yeah, North Carolina. What part of North Carolina? Winston Salem. Winston Salem. Winston Salem. Now I'm not really uh, that familiar with that area. You, you know about the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Winston's in Salem. Yeah, yeah. R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company is uh, yeah, big, big up, big out uh, We got met, is the headquarters of that, and uh, and Krispy Kreme as well. So oh, we just okay, give nice. the world gifts. <laughs> yeah, we just give the world gifts. Killing oh, them one way or the other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Winston Salem. I grew up there. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Wake Forest. You know, I'm just trying to get people to know what Winston Salem is. Sure, sure. Yeah, just trying but to put it on the map. I appreciate. Just that. trying to put it on the map. You know, I'm just trying to pick up where P.D. Pablo left. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now P.D. Pablo, he was the guy who. Uh, yeah, that, that guy. One song, like, <laughs> that one song. That one song. Can I tell you? We could we could have just left it at he's that guy with that one song, <laughs> exactly. and everybody gets it. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy. Right. Well, yeah. you know, there's some older folks out there who haven't heard the P.D. Pablo, but he it was about uh basically the whole the whole ethos of the song was just take your shirt off wave it around like a helicopter yeah and then yeah repeat and then he tried to go national and uh say usa come on and raise up he he switched (laughs) up the lyrics yeah yeah he He had a hit on his hands timbaland produced that yeah immediately as soon as he could like not tie himself to winston-salem he's like no yeah 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 yeah. i don't want want to be a local act you don't want to be local he's not even from my hometown he's from uh i don't know so he's outside. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I gotta check his Wikipedia page. Now that's that's weird. Like, what do you think a guy like Petey Pablo is up to today? Like, what do you picture a pi- a typical day for a Petey Pablo? Uh, what Petey Pablo does now? Petey Pablo uh, wakes up. Uh, then he has his uh, his publicist slash cousin uh, <laughs> <laughs> reach out, drives him to the drives to, to the factory he works, and then uh, and then uh, and then uh, he reaches out to Wax to see if he can open up for <laughs> exactly. uh, the Saturday night at the uh, yeah, and then that's it. That was what. Well, be- that's the thing as a, as a comedian. I think I think the. Uh, 
the the good and the bad about comedians or, or comedy in general is mm-hmm. it's tough to kind of crack in. But then once you're kind of in, once you are a comedian, sure you won't be selling out stages, but there is something of like. Well, maybe you will. Well, right. I mean, no, I'm just. I'm, I'm just. I'm, for, I'm the, a, for the other comedians, I'm a hopeless uh, optimist. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. gonna be a huge star. Myself, whatever, whatever. You oh, come on, man. Yeah, of course you are. Wh- uh, whiskey Dick's available on iTunes right exactly. now. It's already a huge it's star. It's, it's, it's new and noteworthy as well. But the idea that if you have the hit song and then what, what yeah. after that, like music it just seems that much tougher in that it, it, comedy almost seems like a trade in that like once you know how to do it, there's always kind of, there always be some work available once yeah. you kind of get your name out there yeah. and you'll be able to get something where music, I feel like kind of once your window passes or, or especially for a particular genre, yeah. like, I, yeah, like a PD Pablo, I feel like that window's closed and what do you do for PD Pablo at yeah. 25 years old? And it's it, yeah, it's it's like uh, every, uh, so many people. Oh, they should follow that, like the one hit one, because it's it's like the the child star syndrome, you know, right. like where it's like ah, oh, peaked out. Or I, I think I think with music, uh, I guess the the the, the beautiful thing about like stand up, I think, is is the fact that especially now we are like for art or like we're a full machine we we write and 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 we perform yeah. and you know and and you know create like full creators of content and like with music it's so easy for them to look at you as being replaceable like you know it's like oh well we got a team of writers and, and right. producers and stuff on this record label all we need is a is a voice you know like and and while that voice is so unique and everything like with comedy you know i don't know Oh, that's a great question. I wonder what the turnover rate, yeah. rate is. Well, that, that reminds me. I actually, when I'm not when I'm not destroying stand up comedy stages, I also deliver groceries. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I delivered, <laughs> I delivered groceries today to J C Chavez, who I really? guess is used to be in InSync. I think he was one of the other InSync. One of the other guys, yeah. Yeah, and he he seems to be doing really well. Got oh, a huge pad, tipping sixty bucks, of course, which I used to uh, bet on the New Orleans Saints. Who I don't know if you saw the game earlier. No, how was it? Uh, it was well. It was awesome if you didn't bet on the New Orleans Saints. But the really? game, it was a great game. Came down to the last play. The uh, New Orleans Saints are driving. They totally shouldn't be in, in this game. They're down by eight points. Mm-hmm. I only need them to lose by five points. So all, they're at the ten yard line. They're about to go in for a score. Mm-hmm. Throw a pass. Game's over. Incomplete pass. But no wait. There's a flag. Pass interference in the end zone. They get it down to the one-yard line. Wow. And then the next play, they run it up the gut, and they get stuffed. See, that's a beautiful thing. That's a be- <laughs> that's what football is about. They're like, those excited night. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what's that's what I enjoy about gambling, that intensity. Yeah. But it is funny to think, like, that $60 probably had a weird path. Like, so that's, you know, that $60. Uh-huh. That came out of these teeny boppers twelve years ago. Yes. who were like diehard NSYNC fans. Yeah, worked its way into J.C. Chavez's house, and then became part of my paycheck, which I bet on the New Orleans. And now it's in some bookies' hands in the Caribbean. It could have been. It could have. It could have been. Uh, it could have. Uh, Going to like a Ponzi scheme by their manager, what Perlman was his name? Yeah, Lou Perlman. Lou Perlman. Yeah, yeah. it could have gone to like Lou Perlman's hands. It could have, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think I, I think I would rather go to that bookie. Well, Lou Perlman. I mean, it, I guess one of the in uh, sync or ninety eight degrees came out and it sounded like Lou Perlman was hooking up with some of the some of the guys Perhaps. and and being. 
I mean, this guy was like a scumbag on every kind of level. Like, not only was he ripping these guys off, but he was also like, hey, uh, you're going to have to suck my dick, and then I'm going to steal your money from your record contract. Like, okay, hey, if I suck your dick to get a record contract, fine. That's I made my deal with the devil, but at least don't screw me on the back end as well. That's hilarious. Uh, he, I, I think um, – I mean, but that may be the first time it's done. That's the closest anybody's ever come to actually taking someone's soul. Like, you can't, like, 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 like a human being can't possibly take your soul, but Lou Pearlman came damn close to actually. It's like, all right, I I got your respect. I got your dignity, your Uh pride. That flew right out the window when when you're greasing me up as one of my cabana boys. Your money, I got that. And I put you in an industry where I control all the power. And once I decide to end your career, good luck ever finding another. Yeah. And then the power. Ponzi scheme, like he, Lou Pearlman. Yeah, I, like I, as if, as if luring these boys in and, and taking their money wasn't enough. He had to also do a Ponzi scheme on the side. I don't, I don't think that Lou Pearlman exists. I think he was written by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was like written as a villain in a Tarantino movie. Seems, yeah, yeah, he seems larger than life. Lou Pearlman, noted um, manager of all these boy bands, and then mm. he also had this. You know, he's just like this giant, fat, sweaty guy who yeah, yeah. involved in all these like shady real estate things as well. I think that's where you what you do when you go down to Miami. You just go there, you get a you get a ton of coke, yeah. and you just start ripping people off, hooking <laughs> up with models till either a you become a king of Florida or b you die or get arrested. Like it just yeah. seems. Things are going really awesome in Florida are really awful. Like, there's no – I don't picture any kind of working, middle-class Florida people. I wonder – you hear coming out of there, it's the same thing that another Ponzi scheme guy, that Nevin Shapiro, the guy involved mm-hmm. with the Miami football players. Same oh, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it's coming from, yeah. He's just a small, nerdy dude who is ripping off all these people and then using that money to buy players of Miami, basically so that they would be friends with him. Where were, where were Madoff's offices? He had one in... in oh, yeah. He had, uh, he had a lot of, um, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of clients in Florida. Cause it was, he was Florida and New York, right? Right. He was New York, and there's a lot of, wealthy, retired Jewish people who go, hey, you know, I lived in New York. I'm going to go retire down in Florida. Yeah, of course, is whatever. Yeah, Boca. So he would go, yeah, Boca. So he would go down there, start ripping them off. It was a vicious cycle. Really? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I really thought he did. Cause, yeah, I mean, yeah, wouldn't it be he ri- if he ripped off like the actors who played Jerry Seinfeld's parents and Jerry Seinfeld's parents, like, well, there, was, there really was no end to him ripping off. Like he ripped off the Mets owner, he ripped off Kevin Bacon. Like Kevin Bacon, come on! Like, I'm, listen, gotta- here's the thing. That, that, but that's how you know. Kevin Bacon is everywhere, and it's it, even in Ponzi schemes. Yeah, like, exactly. He appears in Ponzi schemes. Well. Yeah, that's the only silver lining is that it makes for the other people involved in the Ponzi scheme. It makes the six degrees of Kevin Bacon game that much easier. That much easier. We he's like, he's like, Ponzi. yeah, he's like, he's like, he's trying to integrate that game into people's personal lives, like yeah, the, exactly. the fans' personal lives. Like, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Kevin, Kevin Bacon for a week's gonna work at like. A McDonald's in Des Moines, just yeah. so he could be like even co- like he's got to do they everything. Found, they found a handful of people who weren't. They're like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like he's like if you work at this McDonald's in Des Moines <laughs> for a week, you could be connected to everyone in the he's United gonna, he's States. Gonna, he's going to be the crew leader. He's going to be fair. Yeah. He's not going to bust chops. How old is Kevin Bacon? How old's Kevin Bacon? If I had to guess, I would say mid fifties, probably like a fifty-five, know, a good looking probably like 55. a good-looking fifty-five. Because I mean, he was in 
He was in uh, Porky's. I remember yeah. he had he had like yeah. a small role in Porky's. Yeah. I think that was kind of his. What first. loose man? He was also in uh, what's that college movie called? Animal House. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? When did Footloose come out? When did uh, Footloose come out? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I uh, yeah, I don't remember, but um, it's a, yeah, it's not coming off the top of my head. But I know he's he's why, been a why do I why do I think that why do I think that you would just know <laughs> yes. when Footloose came out? As a, I, I as don't a diehard Footloose, I was waiting for somebody to just say just say a number like give me a year. You could have lied. I would have been like yeah yeah that yeah that's what right. Footloose. Yeah, came. you know. But that's the thing. Now everyone's got the phone. They can immediately check. Oh, you know, arguments. Being, on, being on the podcast, that's the great thing about the podcast is I, I don't play with my phone. I'm off the grid for I a like little that. while. I like that. Very, very professional. Well, yeah, but very I mean, they, what am I going to be like looking at text messages? Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me hold let on. me run the show yeah. here in a second. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's one benefit is you kind of get off the grid. So you grew up in Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem. Now, is that a, is that would you describe it as a suburb? Is it more of a city? Um, it's a city. Middle? No, it's definitely a city. It has, um, you know, it, it, it's like a, a few hundred thousand people. Okay. Right? So it's like, you know, it's it's um, I mean, smaller in comparison, but it's actually not. You know, it's a pretty decent sized city. Uh, I grew up in, um, yeah, like it's. I'm trying to think. How would I describe it? I mean, of course, it, you know, like in, like anything in North Carolina, it, you know, has this rural a- areas, yeah, which is always a word that I will, I will ruin that word, rural. <laughs> Man, I, rural I, yeah, rural. But yeah, it has those in the, the cities, and it has project buildings, and it has you know affluent neighborhoods, and yeah, it's, so it's, so a, it's pretty, just a pretty broad mix. Yeah, yeah, pretty broad mix, and yeah, and uh, yeah, so I grew up there, man. Okay. I grew up in a small town that was close to Dallas, which is a big city, and it yes. was a lot of rich people who moved out to the country, uh-huh. and a lot of poor people who couldn't afford not to live in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what, I, and that that balance it keeps you balanced as a person, though, too. You know, like to have to have that, like you know, grow up, you know, in the. In a so now, now, how'd you, how'd you, how would you describe yourself? Middle school, high school? Were you a jock? Were you a nerd? Nah. Were you an emo? Yes, yeah, a really great question. <laughs> sure, it's a really great. You know, well, I'm I, trying to, you know, when I have a comedian on, or, or you know, we have a lot of comedian guests, but I want to try to frame your perspective that you bring into stand up comedy. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, how would you, if you were, if you were like a, a fellow classmate, how would you describe Gerard in school? Hmm. Because you give off an emo vibe. Do I give off an emo? It was pretty emo. It's the fingernails, isn't it? Real, no, real moody. Uh, the the yeah. black fingernails. Yeah. Why? Uh, no, real quick, quick aside. Why did Carson Daly do that? Did you see for a while Carson Daly was painting his fingernails? Black no, I didn't see that. He might still do it. Yeah. I, I, I never. I. It's like, come on. You I, just super duper boring, and he wanted to do something. <laughs> oh wow! He's trying to be interesting. His life is working out too well. For I didn't Carson know he was, he was painting his uh, nails. What he he had a he had a small window where he was uh, painting the, t- the fingernails. Oh wow! Do so you now, do all, um, okay, now with, okay. I'm no, sorry. No. A, I've turned your quick aside to it would be a long thing. Cause I'm just curious to the culture of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I I wouldn't know. I mean, you saw some. I remember seeing kids in high school walking around with it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I never really had a long conversation about, oh, hey, how far do you push those cuticles back and what kind <laughs> of uh, what kind of nail treatment you used on that? I didn't get much of that in high school. Were you – so you uh, you, uh, you weren't uh, – you never did that. You were in a hot topic high no, school. No, no, no. Well, uh, take that back. I, I guess I would never describe myself as emo. Mm-hmm. I think the, the closest I, I got into uh, – I had like a – 
couple year stint where I was into punk and hardcore. Mm-hmm. So I do remember one summer I dyed my hair purple. It's kind of like a punk Whoa. thing. Really? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I was just like, I was like, yeah, if you want to do it, fine. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, well, you're supposed to say no. And then that's like why I do it. So I did it anyway. And then I remember like going to my buddy's birthday party and like, whoa, that's crazy. But it wasn't really like, it wasn't really that purple. Like it was because my hair is naturally dark. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like had a hint of maroon. I remember swimming and like the dye was coming off. Wow. Oh, this yeah. even a trail. <laughs> yeah. They asked me to like get out of the pool. So I was like, oh, wow. This is, this is really, this is really yeah, awful. And then I worked at my uncle's hardware store. Mm-hmm. With purple so, Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, <laughs> they're not real uh, – guys at the hardware store are not real open-minded when it comes to uh, purple-haired kids. Like, oh, wow. They were calling me gay for putting cream in my coffee. I could only imagine if they saw my purple hair. So every day I would come, <laughs> I would come wearing a hat, and then, you know, I'd be sweating my ass off, and the, the purple dye would bleed into the hat. Can I tell you, if the, just for, for innuendo alone, like the sentence, they were calling me gay for putting cream in my coffee? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> could be taken so many ways. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, but <laughs> that's weird. That that would be that would have been hilarious to watch. Just a young Sean with purple yep, hair I at a hardware to, store, yep, picture just me. trying to <laughs> just trying to find himself. Exactly, it was me sitting there. Like they had this they had this back area where I would be counting screws and boxing them wow. up, and I there was a. Uh, you would get these hot babe tool calendars. I remember Senorita Makita. She'd be sitting there, and I just Senorita be, Makita. Yep she she was the uh, product girl for all the Makita power tools. Uh-huh. You know, it'd be like her being real sexy over like an angle grinder, something she would never use. Hey, <laughs> like, wow! And wait, and where was this? Where was it? Yeah, it was in Pennsylvania. But Man, that's yeah, so, I mean, that's so amazing. Like uh, seriously, your your life sounds like like you should have been. You should be played by like one of the Savage Brothers. <laughs> You know, like, in this coming of age, you yeah. know, like, well, yeah, yeah, like, just try to find yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I could definitely, even when I was doing that, I was like, this would be great to have a, a voiceover scene where it's me struggling. No, <laughs> but I, I did, I do remember working that uh, crappy job. Or, I mean, you know, it wasn't even that crappy. It was a job. It was work. You had sen- your Senorita Makita. Yeah, you had Senorita to keep, Makita. To keep you going, I man. was 13 years keep old. The morale, I, had, huh? I had some strong cups of coffee, so that it was like, it's oh, hilarious. my God. The, you know, you feel like you're on crack or something. <laughs> yeah, wait. I just realized that. I just realized that. You were, you were a kid. You were 13 years old. Like, why are you drinking a bunch of coffee anyway? Because well, yeah, like, like, yeah, he's wow. extreme. He's got you go through hair. a bunch of shit, man. Like, it's just like, it's... <laughs> Well, because like, I was like, I don't was, put cream in your coffee. He's like, why are you telling this 13 year old kid to just drink a bunch of black coffee? Right, because they're hard, man. Yeah, they're hard. Yeah. Life's hard oh, wow. for them, and they want you. They want life to be hard for you. Put That's kind of if you work a if you work a crummy job long enough, you're not. When someone new comes and they're full of hope, you're not like, oh hey, yeah, n- welcome in the positive vibes. It's more just like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, like, on, uh, right. forget your dreams. You, you, know, <laughs> exactly. you think you're all that because you started high school this year. But I do remember. Doing that job and being like, wow, I need to do something that's fun. I want to pursue something creative. And mm-hmm. that kind of was the that was the kind of spark on the fuse of pursuing comedy. Oh, now, nice. now, how about yourself? You're living in North Carolina. I still, North Carolina. Haven't, I still haven't figured out how Gerard was in high school. What? Oh, 
Oh man, I'm still trying to figure out how Gerard was <laughs> trying to find myself now, you retroactively. Seem, you, seem, you seem very likable. Every description I read of you is like likable. You're always you're always smiling. You're like always that. happy-go-lucky. Is that I like the fact that people was? call me likable. That's very nice of that's yeah, very exactly. nice of them. Yeah. I don't imagine you sitting in the lunchroom by yourself. <laughs> no, you know I was I had I I was uh really cool with a lot of people. Like, I, it, it was kind of a uh, like. Uh, when I, by high school, by, uh, by the time I got to high school, it was like, uh, this weird mix. It was like, uh, uh, like richer white kids and, and black kids from the hood. It was this weird combination. <laughs> it was just zoning. I don't know how it worked out, but it was like. Busting, they busted. Yeah, busting, yeah, they busted. What? Well, that's the way. Yeah, the rich white kids, well, they, well, they drove the Beamers to the school and, like, we would bust in from, you know. Now, now, like, how was, how, racially, how was that dynamic? Was there. Was there tension? Were people? It, w- over- it would have these moments of, of spark, but uh, um, yeah, it would have these crazy moments. We uh, we it was a couple of you know, racially motivated fights by a couple. I mean, it was a few. Like it was, I remember one year it was this huge thing. The news came out, and it was, you know, it's it, we we would have those. It'd be some racist things said. People would fight. Yeah, it, it was, um, and it, it. I mean, for me, like you know, I grew up. Uh, just you know, like just all black elementary, all black middle schools, and then you know high so school the, was just like high school is the first time you saw white people. Not the first time. Wow, the rumors like, are true. Like, like, yeah, we just yeah, we only I only I only watched BT. Uh, we only watched, you know it's just like I've been sheltered. Yeah, <laughs> all the my pediatrician was the white commercials. Yeah, yeah, she turns them on. She's like, I'm not. He's not ready for that. He's not ready for that. He can't take that. Yeah, we, no, we, but I mean, so that was. Was that the first time you hung out with white people on a regular basis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was high school, and it was no – I mean, I really was no white people in my neighborhood, no white people. I wasn't around them ever. Yeah. You know, like, a, a, occasionally, occasionally uh, it was, like, a white guy – uh, who, uh, you know, was like, like wax, right? Like, yeah. it was like, like wax, right? Yeah, like, it was like, and, and we would call him like white Mike or yeah, like exactly. white whatever. Like, his name was white fill in the blank. And he was, he was very much so, like, you know, just in tune with black culture. Right. Which is the he's nice like, way of saying it. Yeah. Like, oh, my dad uh, was a jazz singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke like, yeah, he spoke like us. He spoke, he was so in tune, you know, like, like, and, and he would, Speak like us, so you don't even think of him as a white guy, except the name. It's like, yeah, white, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, white Steve. Reminded, like, oh, yeah, white Steve. Yeah, oh, white yeah, Steve. Yeah, white Steve's coming out. Yeah, a lot of white mic. I think a, a lot of neighborhoods have a white mic. Right. A lot of black neighborhoods have a white mic. Right. Yeah, I think it's just, it's rhymes, maybe? I don't know. It, it, yeah, and I, I mean, it just so happens. I do. Well, it's I kind do. of funny because Wax's name is Mike. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. How perfect is, is that? It, it works out great. See, yeah, he would have been like, if you were in my name, we would be like, yeah, that's white Mike. It, it wouldn't have been like an insult. It would have been like, he's white, he's Mike, and he's one of us, yeah. in a sense. It's it's a yeah. yeah. You call him white Mike, you got to accept him. <laughs> you got to accept him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so now, when did you? When did you? Was it was it a, a, a tough experience integrating with white people? Or I mean, I, I, mean, mean, I guess that's, it, that's kind of a, an odd question, but no, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't tough. It was different, and it's and it's things that you learn. You you learn how to deal so like socially, right? Like you learn how to uh, be a part of uh, you know like cultures that are different than yours. 
right? Like how how to how to coexist without now, the, like, yeah. Okay, so what was there like an experience or you know maybe freshman year? You're like, oh wow, that's kind of different. Or I was more, was, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I would there? I will I will say I think I was more uh, you know open to. You know, I, I'm always I'm always curious by uh, of new uh, like new people and 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 so I was more open to things. You know, like you know, I was probably I was probably the first person in my neighborhood to listen to a Coldplay song. You know, like you know, like I was like, you know, you guys, like, so clocks you, is amazing. You know, like, why is nobody listening? Right. Yeah, so like, you kind of had a natural curiosity. Yeah, it was a na- it was a curiosity. My curiosity, my curiosity is is really helped. Like through life, period, has really helped me. Um, because it's like a curiosity. Like I'm, I'm really interested in people's culture, and 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 I'm still amazed at like how different people's upbringing was from mine like just how different the the culture and the experiences and the things we listened to and the way we thought and who we thought we could become growing up is so different is weird okay so now what what did you as a sense growing up as a kid what did you have kind of a range or did you have some ideas before you kind of decided to be a comedian what were you thinking was like a good goal or what did you think I mean your you honestly you think be? you think like a good job is like a factory worker the good job uh, you either work in a factory you work just somewhere you know right. what I'm saying? Like, and most people from my neighborhood, like, still have that mentality. Right. Like, they're they, just happy to yeah, have a job. Yeah, just to have a job and to have a quote unquote good job, right? And you like, you don't think things beyond that. I mean, I was uh, lucky. I had, um, I had a, a, a this fifth grade teacher that really inspired me, right? Uh, there's this teacher. It was very, it was very much so Michelle Pfeiffer, Dangerous Mind, <laughs> right? Like, just like she came in, she taught us poetry, and she taught us, and she taught us to get in touch with our feelings. It's like, you know, like, this group, this all black classroom, was just like yeah, rowdy. And she came in, and she was, and she's seriously single handedly probably one of the most important people in my life. Yeah, well, that's awesome, yeah, man. That, I mean, that's awesome to hear that the teacher had that effect on you. Do you remember kind of? Do you remember any of the uh, poetry that you used to write as a kid? Well, what, I'm joking about poetry. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> poetry. Actually, you know what? I'm not joking about poetry. I wrote a poem when I was 11, right for school uh, for uh, in her class. This assignment. That she liked so much, I got on the news because of it. Wow! All right, so now come on, give us crazy, right? Give us. Do you remember any of the lines? Do you remember the premise? I remember the entire poem. I will not say any of it. Oh come on! Give us, give us the title of the poem. Oh no, it was like it was about Martin Luther King. Though it was about Martin Luther King Day. All right, I wrote a poem for Martin Luther King. It's great. All right, that sounds that sounds cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. You're you're inspired, and you and you. I mean, because that think about how that changes. Think about how that changes. Like your friends who have friends, you know. Like that, they may be hustling to sell drugs and stuff like that. And here I am writing poetry. I'm getting in touch with my feelings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm 11 years old. 11 years old. It's like, no, I want to write about how Dr. King, you know, <laughs> exactly. makes me feel. Right. Did classmates take that? Did they? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, they, they got on the news. They must have been kind of. I got on the news. We, we try to keep it secret. Uh, I got on news. They actually. The, now wait, the, why would you try to keep that? Uh, like, come on, you can't just feel. I'm gonna walk to school the next day. <laughs> the poetry boy, are you crazy? <laughs> you try to keep it secret. Yeah, yeah, like poetry. so. You're worried, like, oh, you think. You you think you're a poem boy? Yeah, like, oh, you write poetry now, and then get get my lunch money snatched, and I got to I got to fight. Oh, oh, so you want to express yourself? Yeah, yeah, organized yeah. collection of s- syllables. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll but teach it, you. <laughs> organized collection of syllables. That sentence is so dope. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's just a great sentence. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Well, as a fellow poet, I thought you'd appreciate. That. I would appreciate the word for your regular John O'Hara. Uh, the uh, <laughs> 
the uh, which, who asked my favorite poem by the way that's why I, that's my the first poem I think the first poet I think of is John O'Hare and I think okay. poetry is great that's Everybody, cool, people should check that out check out um it's called My Heart by John O'Hare it's my favorite poem all right. We'll I don't know why I'm plugging that. I don't have. No, no, I don't have cool. an album on iTunes, John. All right. I don't Sorry, have man. To, I don't have anything to plug, so I'm plugging poets who've been dead for 30 years. I remember. Um, I have a. Uh, I have a couple quick uh, po- poem experiences. I remember oh. one I wrote. It was. Um, it was for this. Uh, they were just like. The premise was you can just write a poem about anything. Mm-hmm. Write a poem about anything, and we had been reading all these uh, poems about like. Oh, you know, hard luck stories, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know, so I had this idea that, okay, I should write something that's like, oh, life's tough, blah, blah, blah. Something something to that thing. Like, write it as a tragedy. And I started writing this poem as a kid who got abused by his parents. And it, wow. I remember it was like in <laughs> the – Yeah. How it, old were you? Um I was like 10, 11, like okay. fifth grade, something like that. I was like, I remember the beginning part, It was, or I remember the first part and the ending part. It was like, in the cellar, I am dwelling. Ouch, my eye begins its swelling. Wow. And then I remember the ending line, he is the one, the one who beats me just for fun. And then it was like, um, this is. Now I just wrote, and I'd never been abused at all or anything. Yeah, but I was gonna say, <laughs> no. so some like officer now has to, out of legally, he has to investigate this. Like well, your fifth grade teacher has to be like, oh, wait a minute, like, this is a dark. No, place. no, yeah. I mean, my well, here's the catch. My mom proofread it and was like, huh. "What the hell is this? Is your father de-? like?" She's like, yeah, "Right," and. So she made me write this long disclaimer about how my parents are great parents. I don't know why that had to be in there, but my well, parents do not beat me. I wrote this to highlight all the That's kids so that get that abused. You, think you actually change it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to encourage your creativity. Although, <laughs> although I must say, the disclaimer makes it even more like, <laughs> right, like exactly. wait a minute like, like you picture you of that up? dad with the belt yeah, yeah yeah hey you better write that <laughs> this was artistic license and that none of this is real your dad beat you into a disclaimer <laughs> yeah exactly like, you're going to write he's like you, you, you got you got to write this disclaimer or i'll give you something to write poetry about okay <laughs> uh good times oh and i remember i got second place in a dare poetry contest nice congratulations yeah like like the drug program yeah exactly so i don't know i got dared to enter a poetry exactly it wasn't yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't that effective the dare poetry contest all right so you're inspired in fifth grade you're but you're still kind of holding on to this idea of hey i'm gonna probably live in winston hang out here yeah yeah get a job was there was there a seminal moment was there something that kind of Broke you out into the grand scheme. How did you well, get I mean, out here to Los Angeles? Well, uh, and then you fast forward it to. Uh, oh, sorry. 18. Did I? Did you go to college? No, I didn't go to college. Okay. I never made it to college. I went to. Uh, uh, I just worked, you know, and. Uh, and and now, what kind of jo- what kind of job do you get right out of high school? Oh man, I was I had my high school job. I was at a shoe store. Right, like so, it's like just me working at a shoe yeah, store. Yeah, did you have a? Yeah, did you, was it Foot Locker? Did you have the sweet Foot Locker ref uniform? It was, uh, it was finish line. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, and did they have get them to sponsor the next podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get a get a couple free kicks yeah. out of it. But, but I had a I had a friend I had a friend who uh, was uh, very kind. Uh, who 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 said you say she wouldn't speak to me until I got on stage. 
She said, you, she said, you say things like a comedian says, right? Yeah. Whatever that means, right? And she was like, she's like, you gotta, you should. She was like, I'm not talking to you anymore until you get on stage and you perform. Wow. And yeah, and so, you know, of course, if the, so a few years later, was it a cute girl? Was it someone you were attracted to? Uh, no, just a really good friend. Okay. Uh, she's a really uh, close friend of mine uh, since high school. Uh, and she was just very, yeah, she was like, I'm going to, like, until you, I'm not going to talk to you until you Now, what do you think she saw in you that, that kind of tipped you off as a comedian? Obviously, I picture you cracking a lot of jokes in high school, a little bit of the class clown. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I I was a class clown, um, I don't like the term, but yeah, I guess I was. Or just um, you were the guy. Kind I was of ready with the remark. I was constantly ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was re- and 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 uh, I, she saw that, but uh, it was even more so. Like right after high school, and I would talk to her, and uh, and she was like, "Yeah, you should really, you should try it." And I tried it, and uh, and then you know I have a you know a, a lot of family in uh, in New York, and and so it was versus New York versus Los Angeles, and I didn't know anybody in Los Angeles, so it was like, let's go here first. It seemed more difficult. Wow. So you started doing okay. Now, did you have any other jobs besides working at the shoe store? Nah, no, no. Okay, yeah. so now you when did you you hit up New York? How old were you then? Pretty young after. Well, I mean, school? I would go to uh, yeah, I would spend a bunch of time in New York, but but I chose here because uh, over New York because I I was like I can always just go crash on my aunt's in New York, so I came up here just yeah from North Carolina. Okay, yeah. Now, and, what was the Okay, so now did you you hadn't really considered a career in comedy until this girl brought it up. Yeah, I hadn't considered. I, you know, I mean, his, it may have you know, like you, you know, you crack a bunch of jokes and people are like you're a comedian, and I, I thought the job was silly. I thought it was like the most arrogant thing in the world to say, like, like who do you think you are? Like, right. you know, like get on stage. I make people laugh for a living. <laughs> you know, like who are you? Who are yeah, you? it is. It is weird. Like, you know, being frustrated or complaining about the career, like. Oh God! I can't believe I'm not getting millions of dollars. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To go and to make complain. people laugh. Yeah, to exactly. complain on stage and a humorous rant like, and rave. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I'm doing that anyway. But I feel like I should have I more should notoriety. Make, I should be a multi-millionaire. Yes, yeah, I think a lot of comics feel that way. Uh, I, I was. Um, I never really thought about it. You know, I, I didn't know really exactly what. But yeah, she pretty yeah she pushed pretty hard. It was I think it was a perfect storm of things. Like you know, it was like just me, you know, just looking for something bigger than bigger what my than existence was. Selling, yeah, selling yeah, yeah, selling at. shoes and and you know whatever else and and uh, and yeah. So she pushed it and it worked. And it sounds like between her and your fifth grade teacher, you had a lot of encouragement. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it's, it's always you Is know that like a it, it's always thing? it's always. Uh, you know that person. You know, I think we like like anybody who who's able to do anything that's beyond themselves is always like just that person that pushes you and shows you and and, and really just expands uh, what reality is for you. I think that and that, that's part one of the things. So kind of just opens up the idea that hey, you can be a little bigger than this. Idea is huge, and that's one of the things. You know, you know, you always. I, I really pray. I really pray that I'm able to do that for my neighborhood and for like neighborhoods like mine, like yeah. like to maybe to to expand ideas and expand what reality is and expand options. You know, like to realize that you can't. Because honestly, I mean, I, people think I'm like joking. Like being a, a doctor, a lawyer was never really a 
feasible option for me. I I I didn't I didn't know anybody who would because de- I would talk to like what like I talked to like one of my friends. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends recently, and he, he was talking about how he grew up, and he had like you know like a cousin who was a lawyer, you know, right. who, you know somebody you knew a doctor, you knew somebody who did it. It's a part it, of your reality. It's a part of your reality that was never a part of my reality. You know what I'm saying? Like ever, yeah. everybody just like. Yeah you know had jobs or they you know you know friends of mine you know you know would hustle and you know so do you have a lot of friends that are kind of in trouble now or like just are they how are they doing back home do you keep in touch with your yeah it's one of the it's you know uh i have i have a few friends who you know that went to college it's really weird it's a kind of diverse thing i have friends who went to college i have friends who you know uh you know, maybe get into some trouble, you know. Um, I have friends who just work jobs that they're not necessarily happy with. Yeah. You know, like, the, you know. The, but yeah, I know it, a lot of kids from my high school who never left their town, their hometown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and some people are, are really cool. And it's not even just the hometown thing. It's just really living up to potential, you know, like through work or through life at all. And, 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 it, and it's stifled potential. And I think that's the truth through any neighborhood you know like like just really is like my type of neighborhood or like you know if you grew up yeah. even in even in more affluent neighborhoods it, it's still people that have stifled creativity and stifled you know ambition yeah and, and yeah and that's you know that's unfortunate yeah yeah it is, it is unfortunate <laughs> yeah because i i feel like that you're, you're you're definitely tapping into something just the idea of opening someone's horizon and just kind of it's hard to feel like it's a reality unless you've seen someone you knew or someone like you yeah. be successful. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you 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 just you, it doesn't cross your mind. You right. Know, it just doesn't ever. And that's what my fifth grade teacher. I did. You know, it was very. It really opened my mind uh, because you know, like she was. You know, she had like a daughter who was an actress, and like. You know, I remember she had another daughter who was like the youngest uh, pilot to fly around the world. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, like yeah, so she's all she's, about her. She's eyes. all about yeah. She's all about expanding. Right? She's like so. She's, she's like she sounds like a great lady, but there is always something that's like oh, that's kind of a weird a line to draw as a parent. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm going to send my kid on a kayak I'm around the world. Around the he world, can do right? She was, she's this, uh, such this beautiful like free thinker, I, <laughs> right? And she was just like, and she was just like, yeah, yeah of course. You can be on a jet around the world. You don't need to be supervised. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Yeah, she. It, it was. I, I love that way of thinking, and that that she really affected me. And 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 since then, I've always had that way of thinking of like, well, what's what's bigger? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what's bigger? Yeah. What's beyond it? And and yeah. I, and I'm do you really ever thankful. did you ever talk to her? Later on, or since you started doing comedy, yeah, did you ever I, go back? I, I was did. there ever this moment where she's cleaning up the desk and you walk in like? Hey, it's me. She moved. You made a difference. She moved from North Carolina. It was like you know, actually, not even too long after uh, being my teacher. It was very, I believe, got like organized this things perfectly, and it was like this perfect, uh, you know, just thing. Like I just, it was her first year in North Carolina, uh, you know, and I just happy, and I was in her class, and I don't, you know, I don't believe in coincidences at all, and it was just so perfect, right? And and she, and but I did. Uh, thank God for the internet. I, <laughs> I <went laughs> thank God for the teacher. For thank the God teacher for the internet. internet. Right? Oh, God, God does a lot yeah, of good yeah, things. Very important. And, <laughs> and I, uh, I found her. I found her, and I, and I hit her up, 
and she was vi- she was visiting North Carolina uh, one Christmas, and I got to have a conversation with her. I went and, uh, and I sat down and I talked to her, and it was oh man, it was beautiful. I was just a big thank you conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's it was cool. this huge thank you for yeah. Well, speaking of thanks, I uh, I'm sure you're I'm sure you're happy when you heard the news that you were named uh, one of Variety's uh, <laughs> top ten comics to watch. I was interested. Yeah. yeah, was that was that a surprise? Did you kind of know that was coming, or had you gotten wind no, of it from no, management? Or I, I I didn't uh, I didn't know. I think maybe uh, uh, my manager may have. Uh mentioned that they got a like a call or something. i don't know right right no i'm yeah. just saying was it like for those who don't know variety is like the biggest trade magazine in the yeah yeah industry, yeah so no i mean a huge <laughs> deal <laughs> no yeah i mean that's a that's a really cool thing to have um bestowed upon you now do you take that and now is it does it feel like does it feel like an accomplishment or is it also just like oh man this is like a pressure i gotta live up to how have you um, how'd you take that or has it opened up a lot more opportunities for you? I mean, I guess with, with everything, like, you know, I mean, especially in this town, you know, people, people really like, you know, things that, uh, credits, amusement, the yeah, air right. quotes and oh, things yeah, like yeah. that. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I guess it does help with, with some people's, uh, uh, perception of you mm-hmm. and, and who you are, uh, maybe. And, well, yeah, and, I mean, that's what the whole industry it, it it it's weird. Like in Hollywood, it's not necessarily important to be a success. It's important to have people think that you are a success. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what generates the heat. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it's matter validation and, how and much you actually sell or this or that. It's just like the idea that oh man, he's really making it happen right yeah. now. Blah blah blah. Oh man, he's really tearing things up. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's really important and. and and so, I mean, listen, we, we, I got it, and I'm and I'm really uh, happy, uh, you know, just because it was it was really, you know, a nice nice of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was really nice of them to say yeah. that. The humblest thing anyone mentioned it was in really, variety. Really nice. No, I mean, what, it was. Yeah, no, man, yeah. I mean, what, it was very. What else nice. gonna say? It's, it's I was, cool. I, you know, what what I was. Uh, I guess uh, even though that is is a credit. What what I uh, I guess of, of sorts if if it is a credit. Um, uh, what was what was I guess cool about it is I didn't um, I don't have any television credits right. or, or any stand up. It was it's really just I guess not to sound like just some you know hopeless purist hopeless purist stand up, but but it really was like just from just me performing. It was just you know, just that. Yeah. Right? And so and so because I actually then they call. When Variety called, I think the first thing I said to uh, the guy interviewing is, "How did you hear of me?" You know, <laughs> what like, did he like, say? Just from like watching stand up and stuff. Well, like it was. That? I think it, it was like you know, I, they just call like clubs and venues and people in and New York and Los Angeles. Incredible. Yeah, they get the ear on the they on get the, the ear on it. So I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure how it. Ha- but but I, uh, you know, and, and, and I was. I'm think. I think I'm like the only one on the list without any legitimate with but no credits. But, yeah, so, but, but that's but, cool though. Yeah, I mean that's that's that kind is of a credit. A, yeah, I, you, you raise an interesting point though. It's only a credit for so long. I guess five years from now you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys remember? <laughs> you remember 2011? Yeah, still watching, man. Yeah, you still watching me? I got I got to make another list now. Yeah, I have to be on another. No, but it's a good. I it it you know if it adds something for people and I got and I got to meet some interesting people from it you know like some creative i'm really uh, interested in meeting creative minds and if that got their attention then cool yeah whatever man yeah it's it's another uh some currency in the showbiz world (laughs) now we had done uh we had acted in this little uh this little short 
yeah. or whatever. Um, Welcome Walt. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sorry. Was that? I forgot the name. Welcome Walt. Welcome Walt. Yeah. Our uh, buddy Andrew was uh, directing it, yeah, and he's yeah. uh, writing he's it. Up, and, yeah, and he's he's producing doing the whole it, and yeah. I think in the process of editing it. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to see how it turned out. I just had a little cameo as like some uh, diner patient. Oh, you're fantastic. But, you're fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. But <laughs> now I know. I mean, when I first saw you doing stand-up, I was like, wow, this guy, you come off very relaxed, very comfortable on stage. It seems like you'd be a natural fit for acting and stuff like that. I mean, besides the stand-up world, what else do you see yourself getting involved in? It's a really great question. I'm, you know, I, I always uh, uh, tell even, uh, you know, like I guess like even my managers and stuff like how I don't necessarily know what's right. 100% yeah I know I, I know what's wrong I know the things that I, that don't fit with me and what Now have you gotten with. now that you got management you got a little heat have you gotten pitched something or is there something something you've turned down already or like an idea that just sounded way off <laughs> like what what's something that just like no that's not going to work at you all know, you know oh, you listen you always get like you know like the the the, the funny uh you know people are really passionate about their, their scripts <laughs> yeah and they're really passionate about things and i mean you know certain things i i just i'm really cautious and it's all about a fit i don't i don't like to do things for the sake of you know like just being on television or for the sake of just being whatever i it, yeah. it, it really is important that it's something that I like that uh, that I think is is funny or good or inspiration or whatever it is and and so I'm really cautious with things I you know I've, you know I, um acting is something I'm really it's all about I guess it's all about um and I'm really long-winded so you No 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 I'm just I'm just making sure I no, covered no, all my questions no, I, I it's all about um furthering the vision right like it's like like when i have ideas that are bigger than stage i like i've been writing and coming up with like ideas that for things for a different medium like for television or, or, or whatever and and it's only because the ideas get bigger right and so i think uh, uh, acting is just a natural progression right or or directing because comics have these really strong visions so we're like we we cultivate ourselves to be directors and and actors and 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 things of that nature because it's it's only right right like we have these great thoughts on stage and and sometimes it's bigger than a joke and it's like oh man that should be i mean how often in a comedy conversation do we hit oh that should be a sketch yeah right? exactly. like, like, yeah, we, yeah we we just we riff sketches you know we riff these ideas so um yeah it was just it I'm very, uh, the answer to the question. It, it, acting is something that I'm very in, interested in and excited about. I, I think uh, I'm somebody who really wants to create content. So, yeah, I'd be more of that guy than yeah. just yeah, right. than just you picking up someone yeah. else's script and, and doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's. Yeah, especially if you're a comedian. I, I think most comedians, it's hard to just act because you're so used to from doing stand up, yeah. writing your own stuff all the time. You kind of get, yeah. yeah, you kind of get, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of stand up comedy. It's all on you. You're totally in control. Yeah. And so, yeah, to just read someone else's lines the entire time and not really feel like you have input in on it. Oh, man. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, it yeah, kind of takes away the you process. Don't wanna, because you, we have strong visions. And, and I'm out. Here's the thing. I'm really excited to to work with really creative people and people that are really great at writing and really great at and, – and just to, to pair those like – You just visions. seem excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> Can't you see it? You no, yeah. I mean, you got, yeah. You're, you're, that's, what I, that's what I like about you, man. You're always – you're always good to go. You're oh, always, man. you're always. Do you ever get, do you ever get bummed out? Do you ever kind of get in a, into like a, 
oh man, this is this whole thing's bullshit. You ever kind of get like bummed out? You don't. You don't seem to have that in your I register. Mean, it's never. It's never. I mean, obviously, this is a dumb question. Like, do you ever get sad? But do you yeah, ever kind of yeah, get down? I, but I mean, no. Of course, you know. I mean, listen. But after a bad set, you know, yeah. you're just like, ah. You know, it's always. I mean, and it's always this internal thing. It's always, man, what could I have done different? And yet, you I mean, you have these moments. I try not to dwell on those moments. I I, I really try and you know, really just see something bigger than the immediate, because there's always something bigger than that. Yeah. It's a bad set. I, you know, we, we, you know, we all have the, the bad sets and you just feel like, ah, you know, uh, but I heard uh, somebody say you're only as, as good as your last set. And that's true and really false at the same time, right? Like you only feel as good as your last set. Right. Right. Like, yeah. So I mean, like, you don't, to you, it only feels as good as last time you went up there. Yeah. But really, you have a body of work of hundreds and hundreds of good sets. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. I should feel good about yeah, this. Yeah. I you should feel good. Just put and it on this last that, set. You realize that it's, it's beyond that. And if you, if you had a bad set and, and, in route to discovering something, then you know, then perfect. Then it was worth a bad set, you yep. know. And so I just try and see the a bigger picture. Yeah. No, I, no, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and uh, yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you just, was that supposed you to be funnier here? I feel like I should be. No, 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 no. No, I appreciate it, man. We're getting, we're getting kind of deep. We're so cracking, uh, cracking in the dry. I'm I, cry I like so, it. man. So <laughs> Yeah. And now we we actually have your fifth grade teacher. Oh, <laughs> man. Come, oh in. come on in! Oh, we all go crazy. Oh man, I'd, I'd start crying. I probably would start crying. Just, just I believe you know why I would you. start crying. You know why I would start crying. Not even just just because I'm excited to see it because I'm supposed pussy. to be crying. Yeah. You know, like uh, of a huge. Pussy. No, but no, but no, because I'm supposed to be crying. It's like I should tears go here. Insert right. tears. It yeah. is weird. It's the same thing uh, as like a funeral. Like yeah, you get overwhelmed with emotion but then there i feel like also it, it's like seeing other people cry kind of just mm-hmm. triggers you and then once you start crying you're like oh i'm crying yeah, so yeah. then that makes you sad yeah, yeah. you want to you want to fo- you want to follow where everybody else so you don't want to be the guy that, that messes <laughs> up it's like being in line at the post office you don't want to just be like, sitting there checking I, your watch i'm, I'm gonna like, follow yeah. what you guys do i don't know what i'm supposed to do here yeah <laughs> all right well we got a uh we got a couple news clips here maybe uh take a listen here okay first off uh barack obama just uh, – I don't know if you saw earlier or heard. He just laid out a huge speech on job creation. Yeah. He's, uh, it sounds like he's going to try to incorporate some tax cuts, get the economy going. It is it is funny how, like, he tries to lay out a pl- – oh. Oh, hold That's on. The low. cops are coming to get us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny how you lay he lays out like a big, grandiose plan, but then also is just super, super simplistic. Like, yeah. Yeah. we want – Jobs, okay. We're gonna <laughs> Which make gets an applause break. Yeah, yeah exactly. wait five seconds for applause. So ridiculous. It's just like yes, we know you're pro jobs. Yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong. I I like Obama. I, I think he's done as good a job as he can. I, I don't agree with everything, but it is it is funny how politicians just dumb it down so much of just like. I'm gonna make jobs. I'm gonna right. fix stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, but it's like it's one of those things. Like you probably almost have to, right? Because if yeah. we, if they spoke in the bureaucratic terms that yeah. you know, like like the the general public would be like, man, what the f-? like what? Like, yeah, and yeah. I, when I they feel was like kind of making a statement, like even the Republicans 
he simplifies it so that they can like show that they, oh yeah I yeah that. like you no, get it I'm did not, you get I'm it now I'm not gonna stand up for that part yeah, yeah. <laughs> like do you get it now you should end every sentence with that like do you get, do you like, get it yeah. does it make yeah. can you hear me now can you hear me now I good. did I did like this line that he had I can't say can you hear me now without saying good now that's how that's how effective Verizon's marketing plan is yeah. like, oh wow I I'm never like, even I never even knew that when he goes can you hear me now and then he oh, has that yeah, line good pause it's a, and, and and as a comic I respect the beat of that like it's yeah there's can you hear me now good <laughs> yeah. he's got that little yeah, good he got it hangs that little uh, timing there well now this is a uh, barack obama i i found this really uh compelling mm-hmm. him talking or just i i like the attitude here <laughs> where he's he's calling out other countries and he's he's basically calling us out for our own our own lack of uh infrastructure construction mm-hmm. we have badly decaying roads and bridges all over the country our highways are clogged with traffic Our skies are the most congested in the world. It's an outrage. Building a world-class transportation system is part of what made us an economic superpower. And now we're going to sit back and watch China build newer airports and faster railroads at a time when millions of unemployed construction workers could build them right here in America? Yeah, he's speaking Republican talk, man. Yeah, so, I like I'm that. About. I, it's almost like that pro wrestler, like, and we're just going to let China go over and do which is funny, too, because China's a pro wrestler. But I just like hot. the idea of, like, oh, how oh, we're just going to we're that. just going to let China take a uh, a chair over uh, Roddy Ryder Piper's really? head without sticking up for us. We're the guy who it's takes hilarious. chairs and smashes it over guys' heads. That's what we built this country you know, on. What I, what I loved about it, it sounds it sound, – it sounded like my mom when she sees my room, right? Like, like look at this shit. Like, you just got you got clothes in a, in a pile, and like, yeah, like, you know, it's like it's unacceptable. Look at yeah. your brother. Your brother has a great room. Yeah, yeah they, they, yeah, it's that kind of like he just called America a pigsty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a great term. We're a pigsty. Yeah. We got we got fucking cars just laying yeah, around all over. Laying around. <laughs> look at the look at the look at the sky. The sky is fucking congested. The, the sky is congested. Which I we, don't know what that we, means. In the 1800s, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we had Chinese smoking opium, laying railroads. Yeah. We can't get a high-speed train going. High speed train. <laughs> they're they're junkies, I mean, and they're goodness. laying miles oh, man, and miles That's a good point. I never really thought about how anti-Chinese of course it is, <laughs> the whole speech was. Yeah. Including of course the railroad reference to the... And we have to worry about the Chinese, because yeah, they're, they're they got... Just because they got a billion people and unlimited resources and... You know, they're looking to become top dog. Why wouldn't they be? I do have to say, as a moderate, I guess, who was raised by Republicans and now votes Democrat for most of the time, but uh, I really liked how he referenced uh, Abe Lincoln and the Cross-Continental Railroad and how that was a big infrastructure thing. I don't know. It's yeah, not yeah, funny. Yeah, he did, yeah, no, but he did. <laughs> but I yeah. thought that was a great point. That was the one part of his speech where he said something specific that wasn't dumb, super dumbed down. Well, the thing know. is, the thing is, I mean, think with any good politics, man, it's so – it's. It's usually the things that make sense. It's it's like it's Democratic, it's Republic, Republican, and then it's just the things that make sense. And it's like yeah. it, we we're so beyond that now in the country. It's disgusting, man. Like like everybody's so they don't even. How can you? We need to get back to basics, Gerard. Right? We need we need to change business as usual. We didn't. Oh man, my, my that presidential uh, rhetoric class that I took uh, at the. No, I'm sorry. It is, it is <laughs> it's like every. It's so. It, it, yeah, it is. Well, it's the just fact hilarious, that someone so. that anyone would sign a pledge. I guess this has been going on for a while, but it's crazy to me that you would sign a pledge that you'll never raise taxes. That's part yeah. of your job. Yeah, it's, it's like, part of your job. You like, gotta have that on the table as you, in your. 
I thought it was really cool. great and noble when uh, Warren Buffett came out and was like, "Listen, you've co- we've been coddled enough." Like I thought that yeah. was pretty. I thought that was. I thought great. that was good, and I also thought that was a really great way to win over more people to invest in your company. Like, yeah, I think I have too much money. I don't pay enough taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that guy's a good guy. Yeah, I yeah. like give him more guy. money. Uh, well, I mean, he's not. He knows. I mean, I think his sentiment was genuine. Don't get me wrong, but also. Let's be honest. If he wanted to pay more taxes, I'm sure the U.S. Treasury would we, take would his accept, check. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, would accept. Would, honestly, okay. though, I thought about that, too. And is that true? They would have to refund the change, wouldn't they? I'm sure I'm sure you could figure out a way to give the government money. I, what I like, though, is, is the fact that uh, Warren Buffett this Labor Day was not invited to any barbecues by his neighbors. <laughs> right. Like his rich neighbors <laughs> are just like – this guy. Just, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We need to pay more taxes. Yeah, we pay more taxes, huh? Huh? Okay. No, okay. The, the truth no is, potato salad for you, Warm. <laughs> they probably do want to invite him over just because, like, yo, you got to tell me on these stocks, man. I'm getting killed yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Oh great, but come on, Warren. So, yeah, that's true. He still gets his <laughs> Turn the lights off. Yeah. How does he? How does he not have uh, any sort of vice? Like, how does that guy not ride off the rails? I guess his vice is just making money. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's, he's playing that game, but. It is. It would be funny to you know. You, we see all these reality stars kind of go off the edge, or you know, your Charlie Sheens and stuff like that. I mean, Warren Buffett really could take it to an extreme level. Yeah. All right. Speaking of stars, uh, this uh, quote unquote stars make a lot of news. The Dancing with the Stars cast was revealed, and obviously they're they're kind of they're kind of digging deep, which mm-hmm. which surprises me. That some uh, bigger stars wouldn't be more interested, just because the the show seems to get pretty good ratings. But yeah. I don't know if you heard about this uh, star making the cast of Dancing with the Stars. Chaz Bono, Sonny and Cher's only child, has officially made the cut for season thirteen of Dancing with the Stars. Bono took to Twitter to announce his good news, but at a Meet the Cast taping, he also said of the competition, "I think it's daunting." Chaz joins dancing on. Now that 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 to me is hilarious. That he's he feels like okay, well he or she whatever feels that feels that yes. dancing is daunting and doing dancing with the stars is daunting. Not totally changing your gender <laughs> through hundreds and hundreds of surgeries on end. Oh man, yeah. It, listen, and here's the thing: Have I, you tried to do the cha cha? It's difficult. It is. It is tough. I guess he's not doing the surgeries. It's yeah. just dealing with the surgeries. It seems like a lot of work. I, I yeah, and he she doesn't know if he's supposed to lead or what. Right, right? exactly. He's got two club feet, but the yeah, I don't know. I mean, my take on this is obviously I have no beef against people who consider themselves transgendered, but there is something weird of like, oh my god, she's a hero, blah blah, but. It, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna straight I think, up say it's creepy. Well, I'm not homophobic. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being gay, but that bugs me that people that you could <laughs> decide well, to chop no, off your dick. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I support the idea that you're. you're free I don't know enough. if that bugs you as much as it just frightens like, every <laughs> yeah, exactly. man. The thought of it, like, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. For a guy who isn't rejecting his own penis, that thought is hard to swallow. Yeah. I, I mean, I support her right uh, to do that, but it does seem to me like. Isn't that kind of like a psychological problem? It just in the sense that, like, if I thought I shouldn't have an arm and I should have my arm cut off, definitely. I this, guess this I guess maybe I there's at. more to it as how this you see yourself in gender. This is all I know. That the controversy is going to fuel Chaz 
to dance like a young Sammy Davis. <laughs> like, Chaz is going to go out there and be dance amazing. Like she never danced yeah. before. And I'm she's dancing like, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna, oh man, she's gonna fuel. She's gonna take all the haters. I was, I was kind of messing around, goofing on Chaz on Twitter, not or almost just because people already are so in front of it. Like, you can't make fun of her. You can't mm-hmm. look. If you're gonna change your gender, have some fun with it. Okay, <laughs> roll with the punches. Well, well, I think part of it, what what it was too. I mean, it was so because you, it's public. You know, and then you open yourself up to scrutiny when it's when it's so yeah. public, right? It's like because I mean, I'm not sure how famous Ch- you know. What Chastity does Chaz Bono was. do other than change? Yeah, if then change gender. Right. Get on this. Is this a I mean, show? Yeah, yeah, I mean, could have. I mean, it could have been done. I mean, you open yourself. I'm not saying the scrutiny is right or wrong. But I'm just saying like you open yourself up to it when you do it so publicly. Yeah. And you, you, it's, it's just statement after statement. Because I mean, really, I mean. You know, she had the choice to do it really. Like, I mean, as private as Cher's daughter could. You know, yeah, like, you exactly. could have been private. You didn't have to do it because it's a reality show. You don't, have, you don't have to sit down and do an interview. You have to do an interview. Movie. Yeah, yeah. You could reviews all that, and then you could you could not be on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> right, exactly. as well. Like, you could, that's an option. You could not do that, and then that would eliminate the the scrutiny altogether. <laughs> you know, like so that that was an option. Right. That's that's on the table. Yeah. Man, well, uh, time flew, Gerard. I appreciate you coming on the program. I thanks had a lot so of much fun. Felt you like guys we... are fantastic. Thank oh, you. Well, thanks, man. Felt like we got deep, uh, really touched on some stuff. Now, do you have uh, anything to plug? Where can, where can people check you out? You got a website, uh, I would like a to Twitter? Plug, I would like to plug uh, uh, Sean Green's uh, new CD. It's, uh, <laughs> right, thank on you. New and Noteworthy on All iTunes. Right, check please, that uh, out. Please go pick that up. As for myself, you know, I'll be around. All right, he'll be around. I'll yeah, be just around. read Variety. He'll be, yeah, he'll, he'll be turning up. All right, uh, Logan, you want to wrap things up with the haiku? Let's do it. Watch out, poachers. Oh, this is beautiful. Dangerous Minds Class. Petey Pablo is now poor. Dungeon Dwelling Sean. <laughs> All right, oh, wow. thank you. Thank you, Gerard. <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate you guys being on the show. Thank, thank you, you everyone. We do it live here on the Green Room Comedy Podcast every Thursday night. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Make sure to check on, oh, excuse me, make sure to log on to 247comedy.com to download the podcast today and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also pick up Sean's CD on iTunes and be sure to check out The Comedy Garage on Hulu.